Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Los Angeles friendos, join Going In Raw as we go live on stage with Wrestling With Regrets' Brian Zane September 24th at the Nerdist Showroom in L.A. The link to tickets is in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friend, I'll see you here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, because we're less than 100 subs away. Really? We're on the road to 182,000. We've been sitting at 181. Ooh, look at that. We're at 181,911 right now. Only 89 away. Never forget, we are 80. 89. Nine subs away. Somebody suggested on Twitter, breaking news, that we have a sub party. I saw that. As opposed to a pizza party. Didn't for one, I agree. one of our, uh, our, our, our our goals, our sub goals, um, we we reached and on Twitter just posted a picture of thanks for the subs and it was just a picture of a sub, uh, a summary sandwich. Could be. Sounds right. right. We did that for 100,000. 180. Well, then this is perfect time. Perfect symmetry, 100,000, 182,000. Granted, we've, we've been trying really hard to get to cross 182. Yeah. It doesn't really roll off the tongue as, as like a huge milestone. You're kind of breaking the joke here, man. It, that's the whole point of it. It, it doesn't. But you, but this is a personal thing. You and I have been stuck here. No, I know. At 181 and change for, God, how Months. long now? Months. A very long time. We need to break that 182. All right, we'll do this. We'll do the sub thing for 182, and then we get to 200 in three years. Yeah. Then uh, we'll, we'll we'll get sushi. Oh, wow, sushi. Or okay. barbecue. We'll go and get some ribs. Oh, barbecue there. sounds better. I want some juicy ribs. Just think about a, a pricier meal. Yeah. We can go to Subway and get a couple of $5 footlongs and celebrate that well, way. Well, if it's a, I mean, yeah, the sub party doesn't necessarily mean it has, has to be Subway. No, I know, but yeah. it's just the nearest sandwich shop. That's true. It's pretty close. Yeah. I think there used to be a quiz. No, the Quiznos is still there, I think. There's a Quiznos. I'm not eating Quiznos anymore. Really? No. Wow. Controversy in the sub-community. Um, we're also available on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. I'm very excited, Larson. Today we're going to film 
I know, I know, I let the patrons down. Last week, there was no patron-exclusive non-news. I feel bad about that. Might have to do something to make it up. This week, I got a fantastic non-news. My notes are done, ready to go. You cannot see them. I um, cannot, no. At the $5 a month mark and up, you get that exclusive show non-news. It's yes. fantastic. Uh, we also have about 30, 40 people. How many people? I can't see. 38. 38 people watching, watching now, now, so 37. And that's uh, those are all five dollar and up patrons, man. It's awesome. Yes, they you too can, can watch the stream live, live, live. at five dollars every month. Mm, that's great. We're also at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash going in or out. We got to start coming up with our new designs. I'm pretty sure we crossed the threshold to release nude designs, Larson. Nice. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this. We're going to talk about 205 live, uh-huh. and then NXT. I got. A little bit choked up. Really? At the NXT. Yeah, I might have a little bit too. A little bit. A little bit. I was also very confused at one portion of NXT. Apparently, the oh, uh, yeah. the chops of Lars Sullivan are so powerful. And they broke the network. And they broke the network. But first, we're going to talk about 205 Live, because chronologically, that happened first. Yeah, sorry. I didn't get much sleep last night, so I might be yawning a little bit. It's okay. Stop complaining. The first uh, thing that we saw. Hey, what do you think about so the, the open up 205 Live while they changed the ring ropes? Um, we got the little filmed promos from oh, yeah, each I of the it. five competitors. I liked it in the Fatal Five Way number one contendership match. Yeah, I liked it. Me too. I liked it. I like they're continuing this thread with Enzo. There's again another episode heavy on Enzo talking. Yeah, anxiously awaiting the Wrestling Observer newsletter so we can find out what the ratings were. Because I don't really oh, know yeah. where else to get that. Oh yeah. I want to know if Enzo's moving that needle. Yeah, if they land here. at like number eight or above, that'd be huge. That would be pretty massive. That'd be massive. That'd be great. It'd be, they'd be hard-pressed not to put the belt on Enzo at some point if he keeps popping the ratings. Let me ask you something. What? Why, why is Akira Tozawa not part of this Fatal Five way? That's a good question. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I thought the same thing. Neville picked the belt back up, and then they did have their rematch, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's still Akira Tozawa. I know. Kind he had a really good match on, uh, on 205 Live. No, I know. He had, a, he had a really good match. And I, I would really love if him and uh, Drew Gulak got paired up for an actual feud. I think oh, that would be fantastic. Know. I know. That would be great. I thought Drew was going to be matched up with uh, Grand Metalik because mm-hmm. they were always scoring off in those tag matches. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a natural mm-hmm. feud. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd be fine with with uh, Gulak and Tazala. No Titus Mail either. They've, like, no. dropped. I know. The Titus Worldwide thing. It was all a buzz. Now. It, was, it was going in a really good direction. Yeah, it was fun. The uh, actual show kicked off after those film promos um, with uh, TJP versus Arya Divari. It was pretty great. This is sort of continuing the thread from last week when uh, yeah, yeah. TJP was faking that injury. So and this, then, uh, this is pretty great when after uh, both TJP and Divari are in the ring, uh, Rich Swan's music hits. He comes out handles, carrying a box of handles. Oh, uh, popcorn, and he yeah. sets up a folding chair on top of the announce table. Now populated by Vic Joseph and... Nigel McGuinness. Yes. It's so weird. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think I had never seen a Nigel McGuinness match prior to yesterday. Hmm. I was watching 205 Live, and I I, I, I was I said, okay, Nigel McGuinness versus on the Google search. And uh, there was a match with him and Kenta, who, of course, is now a Deo Tommy. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked it up, and he's got, like, sort of a buzz cut, but with, like, frosted tips. Yeah. And he looks like he's, I don't know, it looks like a young punk, basically. Not CM Punk, just a young punk. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's so funny because he, he looks like an uglier Daniel Craig in my eyes. Can you see that at all? I kind of see that. Like in, in his mouth a little bit. It looks yeah. kind of like Daniel Craig. I don't really see the Daniel Craig comparison. But oh, okay. Really? Carry I on. see it. 
So it was just weird. I've only ever known him as Dapper Commentary Night yeah. McGinnis. And so I, I loaded up this video, and it was just bizarre watching him mill about in the ring. I didn't actually watch the match. I just loaded it up to see what he looked like, you know, when he was wrestling. So you still have never seen a Nigel McGinnis match. <laughs> to this day, you're right. To this day, I've never actually seen a Nigel McGinnis match. Um, but he looked funny. Anyways, uh, so he's on commentary. I love Nigel McGinnis. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, uh, Rich Swan, as I was saying. Yeah, he sat on top of the announce sat table. Sat up his chair on top of the announce table with some popcorn. Yeah. Watched the match. Yeah. Fun match. Um, uh, Davari ends up missing a frog splash. Uh, TJP takes advantage, hits a detonation kick for the win. <laughs> and Nigel McGinnis was saying, TJP is gutting out this through his injury. <laughs> and Big Joseph was like, uh, he seems fine to me. <laughs> Nigel, that's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, TJP goes over with the uh, detonation kick. Uh, next up, oh, and then Rich Swan gets in the ring and says, "You and me next week, rubber match." Yeah, yeah, rubber match. And then he drives. He does his, his invisible car thing. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> Drew Gulak backstage. He was roaming around the hallways. Handing out pamphlets. Handing out pamphlets. Uh, once again, he's on the campaign trail yeah, trying he, to make for a better 205 Live. He comes out to the ring, drops a promo with yes. accompanying PowerPoint presentation. A 277-slide PowerPoint presentation. It was fantastic. I love Drew Gulak. Yeah, I do too. He's, he's so comfortable in that character. He's really comfortable, exactly. And, and, and when, the, when the crowd started booing him, he said, All right, I believe in freedom of expression, so I'm okay with that. It was perfect. It was totally perfect. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he has his PowerPoint presentation, which I'm a huge fan of. I love yeah, PowerPoint presentations. He's um, only getting started, too. We got, what, two, three slides in? And yeah, then we got two slides in, 275 left. And, and then uh, Akira Tozawa's music hit. Boo. That was my heel turn for Akira Tozawa. Oh, really? At that point, I was booing him because I wanted to see more of – because his first slide was no – Diving or no jumping off from the, the top, top rope. rope. The second slide was no jumping off the middle rope. Exactly, I'm assuming the third yeah. slide was no jumping, jumping off the bottom rope. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was great. Um, this was actually a really good match. A lot of really good back and forth. There were some rough spots. That spot where Drew Gulak kind of like threw Tozawa off the apron. Oh, yeah. Onto the floor. Yeah, yeah, that was right. And there was a really stiff kick that Tozawa did to uh, Drew's head. Yeah. Really good match. Yeah. In the end, Tozawa went over with a top rope senton. Um, these guys, yeah, should be the program. Cause they, they, based on this match alone. They do good things together. Yeah, sure. Really good things. Yeah. Next up, we had an Enzo Amore interview backstage um, where he was doing his regular Enzo Amore thing. I don't know. Uh, Neville shows up, so I started cheering that. Um, you popped. And he, yeah, and then he basically just called Enzo Amore ridiculous. You look ridiculous. You are ridiculous. <laughs> Said some other stuff. I don't know. Anyways, basically poo-pooed. So... Enzo Amore versus Neville. Uh, we'll talk about it after, like after the show. Oh, next up was the main event. Yeah, they let they gave us a lot a lot of time. Tony Nese versus Cedric Alexander versus Brian Kendrick versus Grongul Grandmother League versus Enzo Amore. Um, this was fantastic. Very quickly, yeah, this was this was really good. Very quickly out of the gate, the other four non-Enzo competitors turned on Enzo and started to give him the we're about to mess you up yeah. look. And so he rolls out of the ring. Confused, he was like, and, and understanding that he was in danger, he rolls out of the ring, gets out of there. Um, the other two, the other competitors start taking it to each other. There was one great sequence. I mean, there was a lot of great sequences. There was one great sequence where uh, Cedric Alexander and Grand, Grand Metalik had sort of dispatched of, uh, of Kendrick and uh, Nice, and they shook hands, and then they went at it. Yeah. That was a lot of fun to watch yeah. because yeah. those two guys are super athletic. 
they have great chemistry together as a tag team, yeah. but then also against each other. It was a lot of fun. And uh, everybody got a chance to, to, to shine in this match. Everybody got a moment to show what they got. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, Cedric was the star of the match. Yeah, he was, totally. Because um, he eliminated everybody. So yeah. For Enzo. It was just lumbar checks left and right. It was great. And then Enzo uh, rolls in, rolls up. Cedric Alexander with a handful of tights. Cedric is beside himself. Yeah, because he had just eliminated uh, Brian Kendrick with the lumbar check. Yeah. And then Enzo rolls in after doing essentially nothing. Yeah. Um, so Enzo goes on to fight uh, Neville at no mercy. No mercy. I wonder how Cedric's going to be involved in the title picture going forward. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it obviously sets him up for something. So there's, there's two things going on here. There's a couple story ways they can go that I see with Enzo. They can go one of two ways, and I want to ask you which one you prefer. Is this going to be the story? Because I, I firmly believe that Enzo's winning at No Mercy. And it's either going to be... Well, if he's not going to win at No Mercy, he's going to win the chance after that. Okay. It's either going to be Neville... See, this is why I think it's going to be at No Mercy. Because it's either going to be Neville completely and absolutely underestimating Enzo... Getting caught by surprise. And getting caught by surprise with, you know, a, a dirty trick. Yeah. Um, or it's going to be... The other scenario I think would have been... I, I thought of them last night and I forget where they are. The other scenario I think would be uh, uh, Enzo getting... Oh, I guess that wouldn't include him winning. Enzo getting squashed and then having to, to work his way up. I honestly think it's going to be Enzo catching Neville by surprise. Because then we get Neville... Uh, chasing the belt. There is another option. Hmm. The the option of Neville trying or, or beating Enzo at his own game and cheating mm-hmm. to win before Enzo has a chance to do so. Yeah. And that's another option. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Because we've seen Neville do that before. Are we looking at some sort of heel turn by Cedric Alexander? He was absolutely beside himself. He was. Furious. And there's no way, I don't think... They can have him be anti Enzo Amore and still be a face. I think, like you and I could write that, yeah. but I don't think WWE is going to write that. Well, I, if, if anybody's going to be able to do it competently at WWE, I would have the most faith in probably the two hundred five live, yeah. live. Yeah, that's true. Um, because I think, granted, it, it, there, it would require some ambiguity somewhat, but Cedric could just—it could be a heel with good point thing. Uh, yeah. Thing again, where yeah, Cedric yeah. says, "I mean, like." Honestly, Enzo, you are not the wrestler. Anybody else is here. Yeah. And that's not talking trash. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to cheat to win. That's the only way you're winning. That's not being insulting. That's just telling the truth. Yeah. They can go that route. It'll get, he'll get him some heat from people who are Enzo fans. Yeah. But people who, who are getting a little tired of Enzo, they'll pop for that. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, route they can go. People can respond to that. Um, I like Enzo last night during his interview. He said something along the lines of... Uh, you know, I didn't tour the indie scenes for 15 years, but here we all we're all at the same place. Here we are, we're all in the same spot. And that's his response to anybody saying, you know, you don't belong here. You know, well, I am here. Yeah. You know, we're both here in the same spot. And now he's number one contender. He's about to take on Neville in a couple of weeks for that Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, Enzo's done nothing but win. And yeah, by dirty tricks, but he's still winning. The win is a win. So... I mean, that's that's the route they can take with that. I'm really interested. I really hope that maybe – I don't necessarily – see, I don't want to see, like, a, a heel loser Cedric Alexander no, who I can't don't. get over Enzo's cheating, and he's just sort of bitter. Yeah, I don't want to bitter Cedric, no. I don't want that. I just, it, it, it would have to rely on Cedric saying, all right, let's, let's 
even playing field. Yeah. Um, you can't hang with me in the wrestling ring. Yeah. That's what it has to be. It, it yeah. can't be out of bitterness. It has to be for, in the spirit of competition. Uh, related to this, good question here in chat from Sarah Sabata. Do you guys think uh, Enzo is actively trying to get better in the ring? I don't know how much time he has. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's... I don't know if, if he would be content with where he's at. I don't know. I, I have no idea what kind of person Enzo Amore mm-hmm. is. If he's... He, I would think he would have to understand that there's kind of a limit to this type of storyline at some point. He's going to have to hang with people. Mm-hmm. But he also might strike me as a kind of guy who just thinks, you know what? It's all entertainment. I hear I'm here. I got the gift of gab and I can like, you know, yeah, he I, might can, just, I can fake a punch and I'm, and I can sell really well. Yeah. So it's he, his thing might be, his thing might very well be. And it's not, it's not, I kind of, I, I kind of see this point if this is his thing. It, they they know what I'm capable of. I'm never going to be Cedric Alexander. Why am I going to try? Mm-hmm. It's not my problem. It's creative's problem. Mm-hmm. To come up with that. Mm-hmm. You know, my justification for being here still mm-hmm. a year from now or whatever. So I would say probably not. I mean, you know, I mean, he probably looks at some of the thing, some of the things that, like for example, Grand Metal League does, and says, you know, why I, why would I? I can't do that. Why am yeah. I going to start? Why am I going to try to fake that? You yeah, know? no. So yeah, I, I really don't know. But uh, I'm willing to go along with it. I'm, I'm curious. To, I, here's what I like. Here's what I like about this whole thing is that Enzo is a tick, is a is a is a an absolute trigger is a ticking time bomb, if you will, of a trigger for Neville. Oh yeah. Because when Enzo, this guy that Neville looks down upon so much as just a cretin. Mm-hmm. When Enzo takes that title and he's going to, I think it's going to give us some really, really, and maybe that's why, dude. I want. Do you think that could be why they didn't pull the trigger on Akira's title? Run? Oh, it could be it's because they're like, yeah, hey, we're moving Enzo over there, so it makes more sense to have him take the title off you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, I thought that too. And you know, we get the added bonus of the stories that could come from Neville because it's one thing for Akira, but Akira's a hell of a competitor, and Neville can't really. You know, Neville can say Neville can say, "Hey, I'm the best." Yeah, but he can't say that Akira is a crap wrestler. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's much more fascinating to see, to see how Neville reacts to Enzo, some guy who is completely unqualified yes. to have this title. Yes, take the title. Yeah, me. I know. And if he thought Neville was beside himself losing to Tozawa, mm-hmm. yeah, he's exactly. gonna be an absolute mess. If exactly, to, uh, and that's gonna be Enzo. a lot of fun to watch. I know. That's gonna be a blast. So how about NXT? We had a pretty big NXT. Um, one of the most effective uh, finish uh, uh, final moments here. The, one of the probably the most effective send off I've ever seen. Yeah, it's pretty good for NXT and for a very special reason. But it kicked off with Tranquilo Andrade Cien Almas uh, versus Cesar Bononi. Cesar Bononi. Um, Zelina Vega um, joined the commentary team for this match mm-hmm. and uh, delved a bit into their backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she said they met seven years ago while they were both in Mexico. Yeah. And that she uh, uh, found Almas again mm-hmm. to help him, you know, go on the correct path in terms yeah. of being a successful NXT superstar yes. and not partying all the time. Yeah. Um, and we saw that play out during this match. Of course, uh, Benoni beat Almas in their mm-hmm. previous yeah, encounter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almas had the upper hand for virtually this entire match, eventually won with a hammerlock DDT. Yeah. I love Andrade Almas. Yeah, he's he great. Great. I just, I, I am, I, I get the feeling, I get the feeling that this storyline of his is going to be his last storyline in NXT. Feels that way. 
and that he's going to be sorry, and that he's going to be heading up to Maine probably after Mania. Uh, I would say after Survivor Series. What more can they really do between now and know. Survivor Series, unless they actually had him in a, like a, you know, they they carry out this storyline against lesser opponents. He has a relatively big opponent. Who did he fight? At? Did he fight Alistair? No, he who did he fight at a um, Gargano. Gargano. So he needs a bigger opponent than that. But still, that's that's a Survivor Series. Yeah. You know what more can I really do with him? I love Almas. I just yeah. I, I kind of worry about him on Main. Yeah, I do, and that's why I'm I'm hoping that he sticks around NXT for a little while to I agree. develop I hope his character, his brand, get some good wins under his belt. Yeah, and not just be brought up to Main to kind of fill out the roster. But that's yeah. my worry. I think he's fantastic, though. Yeah, me too. Um, next, William Regal um, dropped a promo saying, "Hey." Redragon, yeah. Adam Cole, Bebe. we do our fighting in the ring here in yeah. NXT. Stop with all the hijinks. Yeah, enough of that. Enough of that. We're not doing that here. Here in NXT, we're about fighting in the ring. Not out and not running away from me. In, in the, the car park. park. In the car park. In the car park, yeah, exactly. In the car park. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Adam Cole, Bebe, tweeted back at him. He said, <laughs> yeah, sure thing, boss. Sure the thing, boss. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> So we'll see where that where that happens. Uh, next, uh, one of the interviewers. What's her name? I can't remember her name. Forget her name. She was out front of Oscar's locker room. Yeah. When she was approached by the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And he uh, he sort of mumbled that he <laughs> he said he wasn't going to talk for a while. And then he saw somebody. I think at Takeover he said. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be speaking again soon. That fascinated the dream. Yeah. Yeah. That man is Alistair Black. Yeah. And there's some very very cool stuff about to happen that I, I know heard about. I know. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays on TV. Patrick Clark's really doing a good job of of, of finding this character. This this because because this interview I was like man. This is good. Oh, it's great. He's, he's embodying this character fully. This and the uh, the uh, the performance center segment where Ruby Riot. Oh yeah, Rachel, yeah. The sound was way down. Oh, I know. The sound, like especially the performance center one with Ruby Riot. I could hardly hear. I could not. I had to like walk up to the TV because I don't have my remote control. I don't know where it is. I turned the volume. It sounded like the uh, the ring announcer was. You can only hear it through the house mics, not her mic. During the actual show. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. At least for a couple minutes. No, I could be, yeah. That's annoying. Anyways, it's all developmental people. Next, we got a little bit of the match between Lars Sullivan and uh, his three opponents, Jake James, Alfred Watkins, and Ricky Martinez. I loved this. I loved that they were going to do this as like a, a traditional handicap tag match type thing where it's one guy against one guy and then you can tag out and he says, no, Tornado, I want all three of you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I was tickled to death about. And, of course, he starts off strong, double clothesline. And there's a weird glitch, and then we cut to a Sanity promo. Yeah, it was on a chop of his. It was like, bang, and then it was like digital glitch, and then yeah. we cut to a Sanity promo. Well, actually, no, it was a recap of what happened last week in the parking lot, and then it was their promo. Right, right, right. It looked like they were still laying in the parking lot <laughs> and recording on an iPhone or something. <laughs> And Eric Young was holding it, talking, and then it kind of uh, and somebody was like flashing it. a light into it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then it goes to Alexander Wolf mm-hmm. and to say they they revel in chaos. He starts laughing and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> cuts out. That was great. It was fantastic. That was fantastic. Uh, next, Sonya Deville took on Zeta. I think is how you pronounce her name. She was uh, in the May Young Classic. Oh yeah, yeah, Zeta, Zeta. I think it's Zeta, Zeta. Um, Sonya Deville is like she carries herself well. <laughs> I feel like 
just the punching stuff is too much. It's a little too on the nose. Yeah. You mean like when she's hyping herself up? Well, yeah, her yeah. actual punching. No, no, her actual punching is fine. And she's yeah. actually she's a pretty decent athlete. She moves she really gets quick in the ring. Yeah, when she's just not into that. Huh? No, I'd be sad if she. It seems like it, a though. it seems like a vestige of her previous incarnation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like she just just come in the ring and just like carry herself like like she's super tough. Yeah. But then she you know looks at the camera and starts doing this stuff. That's. <laughs> That stuff kind of goes with their music, though. I'm kind of used to her doing that by now. I'd be kind of bummed out if they stopped it. I think it's a bit much. Kind of like when Emma did this stuff, and then whatever she did. I got used. It was, it's so bad. It's so stupid. It's like, why are you showing us your butt? Like, it just didn't make any sense. But I, I got used to it, and I was, I was sad to see it go. Okay. So, but no, I, I agree with you. It's like after the match, she, you know, after she wins, um, you know, she's like, Posing in the ring and talking trash to the crowd a little bit, and then she starts. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's bad. It's too much. Just don't do <laughs> dial that. it down a bit. I just focus she, on the trash talk. Is she worried that Shayna Baszler's coming in? It's like the same thing, kind of. But Shayna Shayna Baszler is actually like I think Sonya Deville's done stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Shayna yeah. Baszler is like a fifteen eleven MMA record. I thought I read somewhere. Oh, wow. I didn't know she fought that much. I think Sonya only has like three. She's like three. Maybe. She like has some wins. But like not I don't think she has a lot. What was her name? What was her name before she was Sonya uh, Daria Baronado. Daria Baronado, yeah, that's right. Was that a real name? Maybe. Not a fake name. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so less punching, says Larson. Yeah, fifteen eleven for Shayna Basley. Wow. Good for her. Oof. Yeah, a lot of losses. End, ended there. ended on a lot of losses there. So she was. She could have gone she could have been fifteen and seven. Yeah. But then she lost a lot. Still, uh, still a winning record, though. It's a good record. Yeah. Good time to get out. Zeta. Thank you, uh, Matthew Williams, Esquire. All right. Uh, next up we had... Oh, this was good, man. So here's the thing. This is what I like, and this is what I'm looking forward to. This is what, I'm, this is what we, I think we all have to look forward to within 10 years. When, when Triple H takes over. When Triple roster. H takes over. These I little love kind of fly on the wall videos. Yeah, it's good. I know. I love these. It's, I love these to death. And I love they don't draw attention to the fact that you're 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 on a, a frame, and then it took me like maybe a second or two to realize, oh, that's Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan working out as a tag team I in the ring. No, it's like, oh, that's cool. They don't make a, a huge announcement no, about it. No, they don't talk they just, about it at all. It's the old uh, film adage: show don't tell. And Regal is like. Into it, watching them, yeah, watching them work as a tag team. Regal's enthusiasm, watching them as a tag team, and nothing is announced. You're absolutely right. That was fantastic, and it's just background. So we're getting storytelling in the background. Yep. Imagine that. I know. There's no cheesy backstage segment where the camera's here and they walk into frame and they have and they some awkward conversation about how they're going to be a tag team. No, they're just a tag team now. They're just a and tag team. And you don't need to hear them talk about it because you know exactly why it happened because of their matches. Yes, they took hands at the end of the last one. That in the ring. Yes. Storytelling that takes place all in the ring. What an idea. Fantastic. Fantastic. Why do they insist on cheesy backstage segments on the main roster? They're so know. hokey. That's what Vince likes, I guess. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Regal's enjoying um, the he workout sessions. They look tickled. Yeah. giddy. Yeah. Um, up walks Ruby Riot. Look says, at these two men. They're both magnificently bold and just real tough. Oh, hello, Ruby Riot. How can I help you? This, I wanna, this is what I'm assuming they're saying because I couldn't hear anything. Yeah, no. And she says, I want a handicap match against uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah. And Regal says, no, I can't do that I'm for you. I can't do that for but you. But you can have a tag match next week 
find you a partner. The partner of your choosing against the iconic. You duo. will find a partner. So who's your partner going to be? Maybe someone from the May Young Classic. Yeah, I was thinking this. I hope so. That'd be cool. Give me Tony Storm. That'd be neat. I love Tony Storm. Yeah, she's real good. She's good, man. Um, I think that'd be fun. Uh, I mean, it's already been shot, so we can look up and see who her partner is right now if we yeah. wanted to. Maybe we'll after we're done I shooting. thought somebody told me told told me on Twitter that they were actually going to do the handicap match. Oh, maybe, so maybe it ends up being nobody wants to. They're like, no, nah, people say you smell. Oh, you, nobody wants to work with you. You fart too much. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> next up we had the no DQ match between Cassius Ono and uh, Adeo Atami. Another good match. This is a fantastic match. Let me ask you something. Is there any chance this is Adeo Atami's last match in NXT? No. What more could they possibly do with him? What are they going to do with him? He needs to get his respect first. I feel like he just needs to go to main roster. There's nothing left for him. Oh, I agree. You know? It kind of felt like a send-off match. A little bit. No, I wouldn't be surprised at another match after this. Yeah? Like steel cage something. After a no DQ, they're going to keep this up? It was yeah. Hell, it was a, it was a really good match. match, but I think because Ono did the low blow before the, the, the elbow to, to, to win, they can use that as justification for another match. Because now, in that sense, they're even. They both have, you know, uh, one crotch shot in the other. You know, that brings, that's a good point. Uh, brings up a good point about no DQ matches, though. Why aren't all no DQ matches all no DQ matches? It should be one move, two moves. It should be whoever can hit the other guy in the balls first. Yeah. Whoever and, can get that blow in. And if you know that's A, a, a no DQ match, and B, part of the already the thing established between the two of you, why not wear a cup? Yeah, true. Yeah. That's what I would do. A taint protector of some sort. Well, a cup, yeah. Yeah. That goes from here back behind. Yeah. It covers the whole front area. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah. Does it cover butthole? No, it doesn't go that far. Be a little odd. Butthole's kind of buried there. You've never worn a cup before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that way? I don't think I have. Okay. Never needed to. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't use one when you're playing basketball. No, but when you're playing baseball, you're supposed to, Well, if you play infield or catcher or pitcher, you're supposed to wear one. Wait, maybe I did wear one because I played baseball back in England. Maybe I did, but I don't really remember what it was all about. Keeps your dingus. Keeps your, your, your man parts safe. Yeah. From a direct shot. Right. But that's what I would do. Yeah. Is wear a cup. Yeah. Yeah, strategize. Yeah. Where is this guy going to hit me that he couldn't in a normal match? Probably in my front area. <laughs> I should protect it. <laughs> I should, if only they made some device to protect my front area. Let me <laughs> Google this. Front, front area <laughs> protect protection. Oh, there's a cup. What is this? A C-up. No, cup. Oh, interesting. It's an apparatus made of plastic that I can put over my front area. They'll protect it from a direct strike. Yeah. I shall investigate further. Maybe you can put a spike at the bottom of it so that if he tries it, he'll impale himself on my C-up. You can also put a, yourself in as much danger as your opponent because, say, you just, like, move wrong and your leg across oh, no. ah. under said spike. They're like, what's wrong with you? And his blood starts pouring out from like, because I think there's like a vital vein down there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, no, that was a good match. They used chairs and stuff. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Like you said, cash is going open. Low blow. Elbow. Done. Yep. Good match. Picked up so. the win. Fun match. So the evening's festivities concluded with Asuka uh, coming down. All smiles. 
didn't address the injury at all. They no. just said, I mean, that's smart. I like that. It will make it seem like the reason she's giving up the belt has mm-hmm. nothing to do with in- injury. Yeah. Which is, yeah, smart. Uh, so she is, uh, Regal was out there. He says, Asuka, uh, there's nothing left for her to do here. She needs to move on and upwards. We are in negotiations with Raw and SmackDown, which essentially means we're waiting to hear from Vince, like when her Raw debut is going to be. Yeah, pretty much. Um, she's negotiating with Raw and SmackDown, uh, and so Asuka will be giving up the NXT Women's Championship. And then, uh, like, the women's division comes out, followed followed by Johnny Gargano. Like, pretty much everybody comes out. And then everybody else yeah. comes out. I was just like, why is it the entire women's division and Gargano? And then the others start trickling yeah, out. Yeah. So everybody else does. And Oscar says, you know. Uh, she cuts a promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, I am NXT. You are NXT. I've, NXT's I've, great. I've been here for almost two years, and I've grown mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And NXT will always be a part of me. Yeah. I'm and getting then, choked up, man. I was too. She was seemingly just like really enjoying the moment. I know. Until Ember Moon came out. Yeah. And then she, and Ember Moon faked the handshake, went for yeah. the hug, and that's when it seemed like Oscar was getting emotional. Yeah. Like seriously emotional. This was it was really well done, and it it's not like you know it's not like when it was Shinsuke or Finn or whatever. Like Joe didn't have one of those because no. he's a bad guy. Yeah, neither did Bobby Roode. Yeah, Shinsuke and Finn had that, and uh, and but you know they had lost. This made this was like a bigger moment than that yeah. because she never lost. Yep. That's huge. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So I was like, uh, yeah, I was choking a little bit. I don't think any actual tears came down, but I was like, oh. And then uh, finally Triple H came out with an old, leathery, grizzled. He's so grizzled. I know. These with days. a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. And she, he gives her the flowers. Mm-hmm. At first, takes the woman's title from off her shoulder. <laughs> I thought he was going to pedigree her. <laughs> they go. <laughs> um, they, he raises her hand and then puts the belt back in her hand. Yeah, realizing that's actually a better image, <laughs> a better photograph. <laughs> then him going like this. I know his, with the belt with his weird arms. <laughs> um, so they pose. <laughs> he gives her a hug, and that's how the episode concludes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of interesting. I what do you? How, let me ask them. I thought it was very sweet. But Ember coming down there and doing the, the fake handshake and then the hug thing. Yeah. Somebody here in chat who's saying this. Uh, Milk Queen says Ember and Oscar go back long before. Yeah, they wrestled in the Shimmer. Shimmer, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and that's great. That's that's fantastic. But it did to me. It kind of it kind of reminded me or put a microscope under the fact that. Oscar never really had that one big rival, you know? No, Ember Moon is probably it the... It would have been Ember had Ember not. Moon or maybe Bailey. Yeah, I was thinking Bailey too. Like, Oscar sort of dispatched with Bailey. But she never really had... And that's kind of, you know, one knock on the women's division is that they never really had... In, in those two years, nobody really was... Developed well enough to be a strong enough competitor. Maybe that was purposeful, though. Maybe they wanted to to establish it as o- that Oscar was so above and beyond anybody else in that division. Yeah, I don't know. I would. I would. The only reason why I doubt that is because you know rivalries are money. No, I agree. Yeah. And, but, I, 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 and it's worked out. I mean, to, you yeah, know, yeah. To your point. Well, it's I, and out. I think I think granted, Ember Moon, we could debate how they've handled her character out mm-hmm. of the ring. Mm-hmm. In the ring, it's been marvelous. No, absolutely. And yeah. and the two matches that. Ember Moon and Oscar have had have been both been really good in terms of performance, 
storytelling, advancing character. Yeah, great stuff, dude. If it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the injury, I think we probably would have gotten something a lot more substantial. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, it did sort of echo. It's like, man, you know, but you know, it's it's not entirely WWE's fault. You know. No. Try to find good people. <laughs> Triple H, I had the thought in my mind, Triple H said uh, in some interview that Asuka is the one performer NXT couldn't afford to lose. Yeah. So when he came out, and he he had like an absolute poker face on. No, totally. He was betraying no sense of emotion in either yeah. any way. But I felt like to me, since he, I heard him say that, he was like trying to fight back uh, to some sort of resentment towards Vince yeah, for losing Asuka. You know, man, at, at some point, at some point... That you would think that that would have to be a thing. I think that Triple H is, I would imagine, at least publicly, he seems. I think number one, he's obviously a very smart guy, but mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, his his time will come. Yeah. But also, like, man, I, I bet he really wants that time to be sooner than later. Yeah. You know, because. It could be. Because there's so many good things that are that it's obvious he's doing in NXT that could translate to main so well and really advance the product. Yeah. And honestly, like you know, echoing Sasha's comments on the Sam Roberts show, dude. Some it it we we always we always talk about the WWE product on this show as you know we we comment on the hand we're dealt. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of silly to say well it should be this or it should be that. I mean. To to a certain degree, you can say, well, man, you know, we can mark out over the fact that they show the Danny Birch and the and Oni Lorcan as a tag match as a great tool of a great little example of great uh, a great tool of storytelling. Yeah. Um, but I I could imagine, you know, it, it is frustrating though, like to to watch a product to get invested in a product that obviously the long term planning it's changes. Yeah, it is non-existent yeah. basically. It's so fluid that it you know it's basically non-existent. So um, it, it will be very, very interesting when all is said and done, you know, when Vince finally does step aside, um, if the product, if the WWE product will, in fact, uh, look a lot more like NXT does now yeah, and how things are done. Um, so, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm really curious to know, you know, if, if things like that Ruby Riot, Oni Lorcan, uh, Danny Burch bit, who, who conceived of that? Who thought? Oh, I know. Hey, you know what? You, well, you know what? A great little bit of storytelling. You know, you know, it'd be a great way to well, it's an extension of the, it's extension of the iPhone videos. Because mm-hmm. yeah. usually the iPhone videos are something going on in the foreground, something mm-hmm. up in the background. Right, exactly. Change the direction. I of wonder that who. Video. I wonder who conceived of that idea of storytelling. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That, so that, that to me is a fascinating. Someone question. in NXT Creative watched the TNA at one point, like the Fly in the Wall videos. That <laughs> could be. And just decided to those, adapt those it. are one of the strongest things about TNA. I know. Let's answer some questions. All right, sounds good. Uh, first, from Nemo, you have to task. You have the task to sign nine women from the May Young Classic. Three go to Raw, three go to SmackDown, and three to NXT. Good luck. Uh, Kyrie Sane, um, send her to Raw. Oscar Kyrie Sane feud would be great. That'd be good. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Storm, mm. sign her. She goes to SmackDown. She goes to SmackDown for sure. Um, three, Candice LeRae. Yes. I like her NXT, own. so she can spend maximum time with her husband Johnny Gargano. Oh, that's very nice. Um, four, uh, Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. Raw, SmackDown. 
because Oscar is going to be the 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 butt kicker on Raw. Yeah, okay. SmackDown needs a butt kicker too. That's fine. That's good. Boy, you're looking at some really, really. You're gonna have. You're gonna need a a, a mid belt. Need a third hour of SmackDown and a mid belt. I know. Yeah. So that's four. We need more. Um, where do you want? Where do you do you watch the Jazzy Gabert match yet? Oh no, but I seen Jazzy Gabbert. Sorry. Um, she just has a great look. I don't care how she wrestles. Oh, uh, Bianca Belair is really good. She's oh, young. she's gonna be big. Yeah, she's young and she's she got that hair wig out. She's yeah, really good. She's rad. Um, let me start from the top here. Abby Lath. She had a really good first round match. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Mia Yim. Yeah, she's, she's good. She's got tons of SmackDown. Yeah, her and Sheldon Benjamin seem to be very friendly on social media. Um, Santana Garrett is really experienced, and she had a really good match. Mm-hmm. Send her to NXT. I know she's wrestling NXT some. Tessa Blanchard, yeah. NXT. There's your three NXT. I like Rachel Evers. Yeah. They should, they should bring in that uh, Christy James girl. <laughs> they can have another non-match. <laughs> that matches Wrestle Circus's version of non-news. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, I like Dakota Kai. Oh, Piper Nevin. Yeah, I like her too. She was good. There you go. Send one to Raw, one to SmackDown. The one in NXT. <laughs> oh, here's a good question. Good question right here. Manuel, Manuel Garcia de la Paredes. Power rank. Reasons to vacate titles. Um, dominance two, one. Number one, dominance. Number two, injury. Number three, lost to smile. Yeah, that's good, too. I was going to say apathy, but that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, number four, got a better job somewhere else. <laughs> Greener pastures. Greener pastures, pastures okay. yeah. Five, vacation. <laughs> so you're going to vacate it due to vacation. Yeah. I have a, a three-week trip t- to Europe planned. Can't defend the title. The true a three weeks, a three week vacation. I'm backpacking across <laughs> Europe. Don't know I'll be back vacating the title. Vacating the title, probably back in three weeks. I'll win it back. But it's an open ended ticket, so I don't know when I'm gonna be back. Oh yeah, okay. The true intercontinental breakfast champion. That Oscar sendoff was classic and the best one to date. Power rank, the rest two through five, best NXT sendoffs. I can't remember any difference between Finns and Shins- Shinsuke's had Finn. He was there, but uh, Shinsuke wrestled Finn in Finn's send-off, I think. That was Finn's last match at NXT. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then Finn showed up. So they're tied for two and three. Yeah. Oh, number five, Bobby Roode. The he non-existent lost, one. He lost, and then he never got... There wasn't even another shot. They didn't even do a long shot where he was a little bit in the corner. No. Nothing. It was all close-ups on Roderick, over to Drew, track outside with Regal and Redragon. So it was number five is Bobby Roode, because that was so... No, number four is Bobby Roode. That was so silly. It was, okay, it was a non-existent four. send-off. Okay, and then number five. Because Joe didn't have one, as I remember. Didn't Bailey have a good send-off? Did, did they do a send-off? With yeah, Bailey? probably. We'll say Bailey five. Okay. The Triple H crown of flowers or something. Mm-hmm. I, you know, here's the thing. Sexism. I want to see Triple H come out with flowers for Samoa Joe send off. I know, you know, I know some man send off. I like I like I flowers. Want, I want an author's of pain send off for with Triple flowers. H comes out with two bouquets of yeah. flowers and says, "Here you go." And he whispers to with a smile on his face, and they're crying, and he kisses their foreheads. Yeah, <laughs> and then he pedigrees them. Jack Dolan, Team Steve versus Team Larson Survivor Series <laughs> match. Which wrestlers do you choose to be on your team, past and present? All time Survivor Series matches, five on five. All right. Who gets first pick? You do. Brock Lesnar. Braun Strowman. Um, 
Man, it's all time anywhere ever. Yeah. Okada. Fine, I'll counter with uh, Ricky Dozen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, Anybody you got, I got to counter for them. Frank Gotch. Bruno San Martino. Lou says. Mecha Santa. It's not a real wrestler. Yeah, it is. It's at not. any time, anywhere. No, it's just past or present, not in the virtual realm. Wait, who'd you choose? Uh, Lou says. Rick Flair. So I have Lou says, Frank Gotch, Okada, yeah. and Brock Lesnar. I've got Braun Strowman, Bruno San Martino, mm-hmm. Rick Flair. Yeah. Who else did I choose? That's, you guys remember that, not me. Ricky Dozen. Yeah. And uh, I'll take... Uh, You you picked up Gotch, right? Yeah, Hackenschmidt, Scott Steiner. That's so you lose now. Now you lose. I mean, look at that. He's got the largest arms in the world. I just saw Scott Steiner there, so that's why I went with him. All right, falling Bray Wyatt. There you go. It's a good one. Tommy T. Is Enzo the best thing to happen to 205 Live? I know credit should go to good wrestling, but I believe because of his promo, the crowd was into the match from the start, so Cedric and others didn't have to spend time winning over the crowd. The crowd was just into the match right away. You can make that case. Dude, you, it's hard. To, it, it's not only can you make that case, it's hard to argue against that case. He's a pick-me-up for the crowd. He's a total pick-me-up for the crowd. Yeah, it could be. Telling you, man. And I can understand why the move was made and not like it. The proof is going to be in the pudding. Yeah. Because we're waiting for this newsletter to drop, and Meltzer has ratings. I don't know where he gets them from. I'm sure they're available elsewhere. Maybe just do a Google search. King of Hostile, Joshua the Dynamic Knight Martinez. Hey, friendo, so you think Cedric will get out in the title picture after Enzo, after that main event? No doubt they see him as a big star despite the ending. Yeah, that was that was something that you can definitely take away from that. Yeah. Is that they really... Th- this is going to be, I think, a Cedric-Enzo thing. Yes. Um, because... He was just clearing out everybody, yeah, he was. so it's like obvious that Cedric is their man yeah. now. Yeah, and then Enzo is whatever. I kind of wonder if in was it we have two weeks till No Mercy. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we're gonna get a little mini Enzo Cedric feud yeah, leading up to No Mercy. I wonder. The Nightcrawler. What is the Hart family's legacy? Legacy. What is Brett Owen, British Bulldog, Stu, Stu? All the, other, all the other Hart brothers. Dynamite Kid. That's not a good legacy that guy has. But he wasn't He's he wasn't a Hart. Well, Bulldog was kind of hard. He was married to one. Pillman. He wasn't a Hart either. He wasn't married to one. He of was the, the foundation. But he wasn't married. This is the family. Our buddies. He What's their legacy? I mean, they're one of the most... Well regarded, well respected. Yeah, I'm not even sure, like, I don't know. Wrestling families in the yeah. history of the business. Their legacy is intact. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's it's kind of, let me ask you something. Whose legacy is more is filled with more tragedy, theirs or the Von Erichs? Because they're kind of parallel a little bit, you they, know? I mean, lots of success. Yeah. Lots of tragedy. Yeah. That's the legacy right there, man. Learn from mistakes. I don't know. I don't know, man. Lachlan R. If you could send one cruiserweight from WCW to the future to appear on 205 Live, who would it be? That's oh, the question. Are you kidding me? There's not even a question here. Ray Mysterio from 1997. Mm-hmm. Oh, pff. oh man. Are you kidding me? That'd be fantastic. Double T. 
Hey, friendos, when Neville is by far one of the best things going WWE right now for me, and personally, I wish his current reign with the Cruiserweight title was with the WWE title instead. My question is, do you think he will ever capture the Heavyweight Championship? No, I do not. Probably not, but I kind of wish he had the opportunity to. That'd be great. All I really want is for uh, the competitors on 205 Live to have an opportunity to achieve greater greater success on the main roster. Yeah. Just the opportunity. Yeah. That's all I want. I just like that. You know what? Here's my thing, though. Neville is doing everything in his power, and I think he's he's pretty successful at it so far, of establishing that 205 Live belt. Oh, yeah. As being something that people should, that should be their ultimate prize, you know? To a degree, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think you. it has to be a stepping stone. I don't think it has to be either, but say on 205 Live there is a competitor who manages through hard work and connection with the, the audience. Okay, let me ask To some. transcend that, let me ask shouldn't some. they have an opportunity to, or in some capacity, main event a pay-per-view, well, WrestleMania? Okay, let me ask that, that was sort of... If, 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 that was kind of my question. Let me ask you something. Hush your mouth. I know where you're going. That's why I'm just going to cut you off. You don't know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. What if somebody comes in, all right? Or what if a couple people, they bring a couple people in, and they get that belt so hot to the point that 205 Live is number one or two on the network ratings every week. The crowds are hot for the matches. And that belt main events a pay-per-view. Yeah, that'd be fine. Would but, that but, be enough for but you? But that's not going to happen as long as the Universal title or the WWE, well, especially the Universal titles in the scene. We've seen main events with a women's title. Yeah, I know. We've seen that happen. But it's going to take a it's going to take a number of years for the show to get to that point. And yeah, if that happens, great. But I don't want. If that happens, would you still feel like that should be a stepping stone belt? I don't necessarily feel like it. it I don't think it should be a stepping stone belt. I think that's how it's. It's not. Sorry, it's not how it's viewed. I think Vince views the competitors on 205 Live as 205 Live competitors, and that's it. Yeah. And I don't think that should be the case. That's my point. Yeah. Whatever, I don't want them to be limited by the fact that they're on 205 Live. I think they should be able to achieve success beyond whatever limitations are imposed on them by Vince McMahon. Whether, you know, because I think in his mind, he just wants 205 Live on 205 Live with maybe a sprinkling of it on Raw, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, for as incredibly talented as a lot of the wrestlers are on that show, I think they, those limits should not exist for him. That's my feeling. And if that means someone manages to elevate the Cruiserweight title to such an extent that it can main event a pay-per-view, fine. You're such a mark for the belt. No, it's not about the belt. It's, it's about, it's about it's talents who I appreciate achieving maximum success. Fun. That's what I care I think about. think they're getting paid pretty good money. Relative to what? Relative to the... I would suspect they're getting paid more, cons- more on a more consistent basis. They're getting paid more than NXT guys, that's for sure. Pro- yeah, probably. And on a more consistent basis than they probably were working in the indies. Oh, for sure. But relative to mid-carters on the main roster? Kurt Hawkins. Probably comparable. Comparable to Kurt Hawkins? You've literally gone insane. Not because Kurt Hawkins has a, a legacy on WWE before. He's been with the company before. Um, Do you think Kurt Hawkins is making six figures? Everybody's making six figures on main roster. Everybody's making six figures on 205 Live. Is that the minimum? I mean, from what we've seen, like like 200 is like the minimum, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like that. I don't know. NXT, it's like 25,000. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's so weird. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It is strange. So anyways, going back, circling back. That's just my point. I just want 205 Live talents to be able to achieve maximum success. Yeah. And not just be stuck on 205 Live and, and have Vince view that as as 
you know, like if you're on two or five live, the greatest success you can achieve is winning the cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. And but the cruiserweight title is like a pre-show belt in his mind. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's sort of my thing. Is that it all kind of depends on where where the belt falls. Like, does the crowd pop for the belt? That's, yeah. That's the thing. Is like, does the crowd pop for the belt? You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, CM Punk finds it insulting. Is Corey Graves the next voice of WWE? I think he is already. He pretty much is. He's on. He's the only guy on both shows. Yeah. The Fun Solved Mystery Robert Stack. No, wait. Renee Young's on both shows. Who on either the NXT or 205 Live roster could you see yourselves being booked to win against and it looking believable? So is there anybody on NXT or 205 Live that you think you could be booked to beat and make it look believable? 205 Live or, or NXT? NXT? I mean, I think I could believably beat up Enzo. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, I could probably believably beat up Drew Gulak. He's not He's not a big dude. No, I know, but I, I think what separates Enzo from everybody else is that it's obvious that he has no wrestling prowess. Yeah. Whereas Drew Gulak does. Yeah, that's true. He'd probably be able to twist you in all sorts of moves that would make you tap out instantly. I won't let him. I'm too big for him. I'll lay how, down t- how, him. How, how tall do you think he is? He seems taller one of the taller cruiserweights. He's probably 5'10". 5'10". You think he's 5'10"? Yeah, he's probably 5'10". He's probably pushing 200 pounds. Yeah, I can beat him. Mm-mm. I could No, I'll put it this way, dude. I could be believably booked to what about beat him. Noah, I, can't, what I don't about, think I could beat Drew Gulak in an actual What about fight. Noam Dar? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You could crush him. Yeah. Give me a break. I'm not, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, one uh, last yeah, question. Nicholas Grosskirth. Um, warning, potential May Young spoilers, although I read ahead, not really. Um, it seems like the arrival of the four horsewomen, the UFC version, is not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. Would the arrival of the four horsewomen kill Sonya Deville's character? Yeah, I kind of I kind of posed that to you earlier. The, yeah, they used the, the Shanna Basler example. Yeah. Um, I think the difference is uh, if they do anything with the four horsewomen, it's going to be on Maine, mm-hmm. where Sonya Deville's going to be in NXT for a little while. Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, say there's the four-on-four matches, Survivor Series, UFC horsewoman versus uh, uh, WWE horsewoman, and then maybe Ronda Rousey has a match against Charlotte at WrestleMania. After that, I have a feeling that whole storyline is going to be done with. Right. Yeah. At I which point, right. Sonya Deville has nothing to worry about. I don't think she has much to worry about anyways because yeah. she's not going to be sniffing the main roster around then. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Yeah. Uh, there is this question here uh, that we'll do and then we'll be done. Leviathan Bunny asks, in your opinion, what entrance has suffered the most with the current lack of pyro, Leviathan Bunny says, for me, it has to be Andrade. I In NXT, yeah. I did not even know that he had pyro. Yeah, he had sparks uh, shooting up behind him. Oh, when he does this? Yeah. He has the sparks. No one's intro suffers bug me. I, more I, I, without I, I, pyro than Brock Lesnar. He does this and nothing happens. Yeah, but well, now he makes his own sound effects. But it's not the same. He goes, boom. But he needs to do it. I mean, he needs to have the pyro. Nah. Just, I like it better. It's more pyro when he does it himself. It's more pyro when he does it himself? No, he needs to have his pyro. <laughs> it's better when he does it himself. Like, because he looks like a big baby. I kind of, I, I, in my mind, like if Brock said, "Okay, this pyro is kind of important to me. I will pay for it." <laughs> do you think they'd still do it? Because they still have to. Yeah, of course. Like he did not he only cover the cost it. of the pyro, he had to pay, cover the cost of the technicians who set up the pyro. Yeah, Brock says, "All across the board, I'll pay for it." Okay, pay then, for it. And they should let him do it. If he that's would never do that. He would never ever do that. You would know that. 
He would say he would put his like it, how it would go down is he would put in his contract. And he needed pyro and the WWE to pay for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, but considering the, the scenario is this contract's already negotiated. Yeah, he has no leverage. No, not with John Jones. Especially now he's got zero leverage. Yep. Like if he had said, hey. If they'd said, hey, dude, yeah, we're getting rid of pyrosis, you know, we're trying to cut costs, obviously Brock was like, what the hell do I care? I if know. he had said, hold on a second, I love pyro. I think it's great. No, he says, hold on a second, I love my pyro. It's not going anywhere. Exactly, yeah. I don't care about anybody else's pyro. Yeah. I want my pyro. Alex C says uh, AJ Styles' pyro was really uh, crucial to his entrance. Oh, that doesn't okay. bother me as much. Yeah. It's just because Brock does this, and there's no sound with it. They could just they could just make a sound in his music for like a, a beat. Mm-hmm. Like have someone say, burn it down! Yeah, have one guy with a, a Elgato stream deck right here and just go like, when he does this, go boom, and then a big sound. Moon. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, some, some cartoon sound effect. <laughs> cartoon or a sound fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the best. That's what you really want. There you go. That's what it is. Alright, on that note, let's let's That's a great note to end on. Let's say bye. Yeah. Anyways, uh until next time we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.